Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I am your host, Dexter Stuckey. I have in the building today with me one of my closest friends uh, in the work setting, Latoya Charleston. Welcome to the show, Latoya. Oh, so you don't, we don't, this ain't, this doesn't mean anything to you outside of work? Uh, (laughs) Don't be that person, okay? (laughs) Latoya actually works in the- uh, Hi, Dexter. Sorry. (laughs) Latoya actually works in the national side at iHeartMedia with me. She actually sits right next to me. Um, I wanted Latoya to be on the show today for um, multiple different reasons. One, she hosts her own podcast, um, You Got McDonald's Money. You can search for it on SoundCloud. I've been in there a couple of times. Yes. And, <laughs> and also, um, Latoya is one of, one of those people who, like, she's in her industry that she wants to be in, but she's still trying to climb. And I really wanted to highlight that and focus on that because so many of us are in that position and so many of us are struggling in that position. I really wanted to have somebody on the show today to, to kind of shed some light on that. Also, if you guys noticed, I was a little bit more energetic with the introduction <laughs> because, like, Latoya, I'm always like, what can I do better? Help me out. Tell me this. Well, tell me this, tell me that. And she's like, you know, just be, your intro is so, like, exciting and big. And you come on, you're like, hello, guys, this is Dexter Stucky, and I'm doing Industry <laughs> Friends. So, like, so I just wanted to spruce it up a little yes. bit, get a little bit more exciting. Give so. a more, yes, smiley Dexter, like you always do. So you really, are a ray of, a bright ray of sunshine around this place. Let it come th- show through on the podcast, Dex. <laughs> so I really hope you guys um, caught that, you know. <laughs> now, I like I said at the beginning of the show, you work in national sales at iHeartMedia. Yes. What exactly is it that you do? So, um, national sales, I'm actually, that I'm like, uh, that's so nice that you didn't try to generalize me, but I am the national sales assistant. So okay. basically what we do is we handle all, um, we handle multiple commercial orders um, from people all over the country. And when she says people, that means like, you know, those TV shows that you watch. Television shows. We have um, McDonald's, like a lot of fast food restaurants, um, the big spenders. Mm-hmm. So they usually come down nationally. Um, it can be a pain in the ass because there is a lot of a um, there is a lot of pressure when you're dealing with so much money. Mm-hmm. And if something runs wrong. I'm the first person that gets the, well, why didn't this run correctly? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so it can be very stressful. But for the most part, I like my job. Um, I do like learning about all, like, multiple positions within this industry, mm-hmm. um, especially in radio. Um, so many people, they get into the business and they're like, oh, I want to be on air. But they don't understand all the pieces to the puzzle that make the on air thing happen and how different people have to work together to create what you hear on your radio airwaves. Mm-hmm. And so, you're basically behind the scenes of that. Yes. Now, Latoya said that I generalized her because I didn't say that I didn't use the word assistant. Now, I don't like I, to. I know what you're I, saying. For me, I just wouldn't say the word assistant to you because you're not like uh, you're not assisting anyone. Like, you're not an yeah. assistant in the sense of, like, somebody's like, oh, I need you to... Well, one, nobody does that here with the whole go get the coffee thing. No, they don't. But I do send Latoya to get my coffee here and there, though. Child, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this, Dad. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't, I don't like... I don't think you should refer to yourself as an assistant because, mm-hmm. like you said, if something goes wrong, they're coming to you directly. There's yes. no manager above you that they're coming to to say, can you fix this? Like, mm-hmm. they're talking to you, and it's like... 
I guess by by title, they would give you the title of like an assistant, but that's that's just not what it is. I hear you. Well, you it's should, different. You should really march into somebody's office and ask them to change your title. Give you change, one that's more. But for me, damn the title. I want more money in the check. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, just as long as it ain't bitch, dog, or whatever. <laughs> just add more money to this damn check. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when I, like, again, I wanted you on the show today because you are currently in the industry that you want to be in, but you're not at that level that you want to be at. Yes. Where is it that you want to be? <sighs> it's so funny. I actually just thought about this the other day, and I believe in you have to speak things into existence. I want to be the Oprah, mm-hmm. but even bigger, more funny, more relatable of podcasting. Oh, that is my goal. That's to where okay. I can have like a funny side. You don't have to be so. And I'm not saying Oprah was uptight because she wasn't. But I know our styles are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be very loose. I can be very flip at the lip. Um, I can, I curse like a sailor and I'm okay <laughs> with, with me and like, and liking me. And there are a lot of people on my podcast who rock with that, but you also have to be able to level yourself out, have an endearing side to you that, that talent of making people feel comfortable enough to open up to you. I'm so glad you said that because one of the ways I always open up the show is that I'll, I'll tell a, a backstory or an opening story of how I met the person or how I know them if I do know them at the time. And um, it's funny that you said you try to make people feel comfortable and feel open with you because when I first started, um, they were like, okay, this is these, this is the team that you're going to be working on. And they introduced me to LaToya and another girl in the team. And I'm like, okay. And right off the back, LaToya is like making jokes. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Like, you, I don't need you to be making these jokes about me because, like, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. Like, I walked in and I'm like, radio is a different beast. And, like, it's just not like anything I've been used to before. And I think you need personalities in there that are just going to be fun. Yes. Like, not necessarily going to be super real or super, I don't know, like, like by the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there, people just need to be fun to really succeed in this business, yeah. I think. Because, like, when you're fun, I think you genuinely have, like, a thicker skin. Yes. You can take a little bit more. And you can also, you make other people feel comfortable naturally when you're like that. So I just wanted to put that out there. And really, like our first uh my first couple of weeks here, they they made us do a happy hour. Made us. They made <laughs> yeah, us go to a happy how you hour. Felt about it I always feel forced to go to company happy hours. It's not it's like not my thing. Okay. But they made us go to this company happy hour. I forgot the location, but it was it was like hummus. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll eat this or whatever. But like I would rather be eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> but I'll guess I'll do this this hummus thing with the coworkers or whatever. But like Flat who bread. wants to do stuff? Yeah, like who wants to do stuff like that on their first week at a new job? Like I don't want to be here with you people i don't even know y'all last names and i'm just sitting there and i'm like okay i'm, st- I'm like really standing next to the manager the entire time yeah and he's talking to everybody and i'm like this is awkward so i can understand how that could be awkward mm-hmm. for me it's not as much because growing up being a military brat i've always been the new girl which is probably why i've also learned over the years to lead with humor because it's just for me laughing is a perfect icebreaker who doesn't want to laugh i know some people that i work with that don't like to laugh. i'm sure they do (laughs) (laughs) and you know what i say to them get the fuck away from me with that energy (laughs) now as far as um the the, your backstory your background Mm -hmm. you said you grew up in the military yes like from what age 
Um, probably till about from six to from six to I guess fourteen, fifteen years old. Okay, so like yeah. all your life, well, basically your all, my entire life. Yes. And so, where what places were you? Um, I've lived in Virginia, moved to Florida, moved back to Virginia, and from there we moved to California. And then, and then you came back to came and to Philadelphia. then came back to Philadelphia. And the reason why I came back to Philadelphia was because at the time my grandfather was sick. Okay, he had just been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. So my mom was like, "I think we should go back home for a while just to spend that time." And mm-hmm. looking back, even though I loved California, but looking back, I'm happy we made that decision. And were you born? In Philadelphia? Yes, I was born um, locally, right at um, John C. Fitzgerald Hospital. I always think it's cool when people know what hospital they were born at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, if, and if the hospital's still around. And, and a lot of them aren't. You'd be like, damn, you're that old. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay, so like, do you think you're traveling around and meeting different people and talking to different people and always being the new girl led you to this career path? Definitely. Because of those, you being just thrown into situations, mm-hmm. it's always... I guess that's created the curiosity in me. I love studying people. I love genuinely learning about people. Mm-hmm. I love having real connections with people. And being that I've, I guess what I've learned the most is from have from having so many interactions with people from all across the country and even the world is we are more alike than we think that we are. A lot of people like to see themselves as um, I'm an individual and I am, I don't want to say a creative person. I am my own person and mm-hmm. there's nobody out there like me. But nine times out of 10, it might not be you or just like you, but I know a few people who have the same exact commonalities, similar, tra- as, yeah. similar traits as you in front of me. That's funny because anytime like you're talking to someone, like I've heard you multiple times say like, oh, you remind me of my brother. You remind me of this person. You remind me of that person. And, and it's funny because you do that often. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because you've been around so many different people and different personalities. Because yep. a lot of people like they that's that's new to them. Yeah. Like I'm, I only know what I know, who I know. And there's nobody that I've ever met that's like me. That's but that true. doesn't mean another person who's been around the world, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they might have met somebody like you. So yeah, that's, just, yep. It's a really good observation. And with that, though, I feel like it it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. because because I'm so used to picking up and leaving. <laughs> I have um, sometimes, like, connection issues. Like, it's easy mm-hmm. for me to just be like, all right, shit, it's done. Let's move on. Well, for sure. I mean, if, if one day you're waking up and it's like, you know, I'm taking – this test and somebody's asking you to prom and it's like don't don't, don't get your don't listen. get your hopes up because yeah. I probably won't be here for yeah. prom. <laughs> yes. And then I would probably not care about tests either. Like I'm not gonna be here long anyway. Oh, I'm not how even. I'm be not, a terrible student. Child, listen. You know how many projects I got out of? I'd be <laughs> like, Dad, I know we about to move, but you got to pick me up on this day because we had three months to work on this, and I didn't do it because I knew we were moving. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. I can't confirm or deny that I would be the exact same. Yes, <laughs> listen. It is what it is. You got to work the system. Don't let the system work you. Okay, uh, Players Club. <laughs> <laughs> now, before landing this position at mm-hmm. iHeartMedia, I know you worked at Greater Media. Yes. My, before that, what were you doing career-wise? Career-wise? Oh, I was bouncing around. Um, Not too much. My problem is I kind of get comfortable in a position, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you have to move on um, from there. But I guess right, 
straight out of high school, I knew I did not want to go back to school, like okay. college, because even though I I did well in school grades wise, and I'm a pretty smart cookie, but I hated it. I don't to me I, the, the the tediousness in school work. I just I'm like there is no way in hell. <laughs> I just did what twelve years mm-hmm. of this, and you want me to go right back. Now, when you were in school, though, what did you? What were your plans for, like, career-wise? Honestly, being that young, I didn't know. Well, you know what? I did know. Okay. I thought I was going to be, um, I was heavy into singing and acting all throughout high school. You could not tell me that I wasn't going to be, like, the next superstar. Now, do you think that had anything to do with you not wanting to go to, to college? Because, you know, you clearly don't need a college education to be a singer exactly. or Exactly. That might have had something to do with it. Um, I think once I left California, though, and lost those connections, that dream and kind of went away. And then I also saw the dirty and grittiness behind the scenes when it comes to putting yourself out there being a young talent. Yeah. And I knew that was something I didn't want to be a part of. But I always loved the idea of entertainment and the entertainment business. So that was another thing. I was like, I don't want to go to school and I don't know what I want to go to school for yet. Mm. Like, let me just let me go get a job and. You know, if I don't see anything that I like doing by 21, I'll go back to school, which in turn happened Um, when I went back to school because I fought the system so much. I took a class here, class there, um, working. I've worked everywhere from um, a market research company, Burlington Coat Factory. I got a job for years, which is why I know so much about cars, at a wash and lube. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the wash and lube, while the time I was there, something just clicked. Like, I think I know exactly what it is that I want to do. I want. Do you know how old you were around this time? I might have been 23 years old. Oh, I forgot what made me came to the decision of what I wanted to do. I had the opportunity to. Um, be the director's assistant basically on a local Philadelphia independent film called Life Isn't Fair. So once I worked on that movie and got to see the behind the scenes and show up on the set every day, I think that's when I caught the bug. Like, okay, I know exactly what I want to do. Entertainment is meant for me. It makes me happy. Fast forward, get the job at the um, car wash. Knew that I wanted to go to Temple, was in the middle of... um, and at the time, 23 years old, mm-hmm. was in the middle of applying. But you started college at 23? Yep. Wow. I like I started, I played around with it until 21. Then I got, like, 21, that's when I was like, all right, a class here, class there. Wasn't taking it serious, just yeah. as long as I was enrolled in something. But 23, 24 was when I was like, okay, I know what I want to go to school for. You know, because that's the age usually when people are done. Yeah. Like, like in 23, I remember this one. I was done with college, but I was like crying because I didn't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we might have been in the same boat at that point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, damn, all these years, I still ain't got no money. Let's go back to school. Okay. So you're 23 years old. You're in college and and you know what you want to do. Yeah. So at the time when I was going, again, about to apply for Temple, um, there was a... ESPN, not an ESPN, an NFL Network um, anchor at the time. His name was Sal Palantonio. He used to be a client at 
the wash and lube. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the employees at the time was like, hey, oh, my God, do you know who Sal Palantonio is? I was like, no, I have no idea who this guy is. And he goes, he's a big deal at NFL Networks. I told him about you, what you wanted to do. I was like, oh, wow, thanks. You know, I appreciate that. So the next time Sal Pal came in and he's like, listen, if you – he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I definitely want to be an entertainer. I think I'm I'm thinking most likely radio or possibly like television news anchoring. And he's like, OK, I don't do this for everybody. But the next time I come in here, have a two page paper drafted about your five year plan and the goals and what you want to achieve. And I said, OK, next time he came in, had the document ready. He came back in, gave me a letter of recommendation. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think that meant a lot why Temple was like, all right, damn, that's kind of We can pull now. you in. Exactly. You know, it's funny you say that because that's how, similar to how I got my start, too. Like, I was in college at the time, mm-hmm. and um, E. Stephen Collins, who you know, I, I you know, know you're, you're friendly with his wife. His wife, but yes. Yeah. I never get a chance, got a chance to know to him. To meet him. Okay. So he came in, he did a speaking engagement, and I just gravitated towards his energy. And, like, I really feel like he took a chance on me to get me to do an internship, and that's what opened doors for me, too. And it's always like that. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people, and I'm so happy you're on the show today because this is super important, is that you you need to open your mouth, one, yes. and you need to know how to network. And a lot of people who are in the same positions that we're in, like, you know, trying to get to the next level, like, they don't open their mouth a lot. They don't. You have to be a people person. You have to, if you if you don't open your mouth and say what you want. How is anybody supposed to know? Do you just pull up to the McDonald's drive through and expect them to know <laughs> that you want the number two? You already know what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like legit closed mouths do not get fed. And it might be a little intimidating at first, but it's okay. It's okay. You got you to gotta open your mouth. Um, but it's so funny because he gave me a letter of recommendation, but how I got to greater media, again, like who knew the car wash could be so... Um, um, lucrative. Yeah, lucrative <laughs> and networking. Um, we had a customer who would come in and he would bring his fleet of cars on the limo company. He knew the president or the owners of Greater Media, which was based out of Boston. They used his limo mm-hmm. service when he would come back and forth, when they would come back and forth to Philadelphia checking on the business. Um, so natural conversation. He was like, I'll look into that for you. I know a lot of people who work there. He gave me the contact. I reached out to them. They hired me at, for an um, internship. And the, actually, I think it might have been national sales, but the business side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's where it it was kind of history from there. Now, Greater Media, like you, you're an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Greater Media is not littered with a lot of African-American no, it is not. people. And also, they don't, that's not their demographic either. No. So how did that, how was that experience? So overall, it was a good experience. I cannot downgrade Greater Media. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing company to work for. Um, it's rare that you find a company that they really care about their employees. Um, so going in, my mindset was I would rather work at a station where I really don't care about the demographic. I don't want to say care, but I'm just not really into that genre or the product that they're putting out. Prove my work worth there and then take that to somewhere else. Okay. Now, for people who are listening to the show, maybe there's somebody like in Philadelphia and they're like, you know, I really want to 
get out of school and I want to work at Power 99. Mm-hmm. And and say they're African-American, they want to work at, with a station that you know they listen to, that they know. What advice would you give them if they're offered a position at a place like Greater Media? I would say take it. Okay. You never know. You don't turn down. I'm just a proponent of you don't turn down opportunities. At least go in and get the interview. If you say no off the bat, you'll never know what could have been. Mm. So I would rather say yes, get my feet wet, and be like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be, and then back out. Okay. Because I just don't believe in, I'm not a proponent of coulda, shoulda, woulda. I never want to live my life in regrets. Yeah, you could go back and like, uh, in retrospect, it probably would have been better. If I made that decision, I might have been further along, but I do believe that things happen to you there's no such thing as accidents Mm -hmm. accidents or coincidence um things happen the way they're supposed to happen Mm -hmm. yes my journey might be taking a little longer than other people's i don't have the traditional oh went to college got out landed my first job in media and now i'm on the breakfast club (laughs) (laughs) don't you hate when you hear stuff like that though it makes me so just i'm like i did everything i was supposed to do why am i not there yes but i even though it, the struggle is there, but the struggle betters me. Mm. Like, I feel like my skin is a lot tougher than a lot of people in this business because I have literally started from the bottom, mm-hmm. still trying to fucking get there. <laughs> now, while you were at Greater Media, mm-hmm. how were your family and your friends, like, wh- what was their conversation? Like, were they like, this is so perfect, like, that you're here? Or they're like, what are you? Go- what else are you going to do? People are excited. They were excited for me. I see, I I never really discuss, like, stuff like that with family and friends. Okay. If they give, if they ask, oh, how's work going? Oh, it's good. But I don't. That's just me. I don't I don't give too much up, especially if I'm in a situation and I don't even know what's going to come from this. How the fuck I'm going to tell you something? I'm sorry. Am I allowed to curse on your podcast? We've done it three times. Okay, so I, think <laughs> I told you I'm over with the potty mouth. I'm sorry. But if I don't know where I'm going or what the what it is yet, how can I tell you? So I'm one of those people don't I just don't talk about it. I'm I'm just be about it. Ooh. That's it's just like a little Nike slogan. Yeah, just don't talk about it, be about it, just do it. No, the reason I ask is because like when I was first starting out, I, I always had like a lot of support. But I know people who were told things like, you know what, like you're not gonna make it in this field. Oh. Like maybe you should find something else to do. Yep. Like this field doesn't pay any money. Mm-hmm. Did you experience anything like oh, that? Oh God, I've told I've been told that time and time again by and it's some of the closest people to you because they know the journey. They see you. Yeah. Um, but there has to be something innate with you that you know that this is what I'm supposed to do. Trust me, especially those years that I spent at Greater Media, I've seen them drop like flies and I get it. Like the bills got to be paid. Um, school loans, you got to pay on that. The car note has to be paid. My family needs help. And I've been through all of that, but I have been fortunate to have a wonderful core support system. I have to give shout out to my mom all day, every day. My dad, my mom, I wanted to move out of the house when I was 26 years old. My mom was like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
are you crazy? Like, why would you go out, make it harder on yourself, paying bills and having to pay the rent, and you're not where you want to be yet? You don't have a stable job where you could live home for free and stack your money. And I'm like, well, no, because all of my twenty other 26-year-old friends have their own place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Now, how long were you at Greater Media? I was at Greater Media oh, a few years too long, but overall seven years. Wow. Again, I started off, I said, I'm a creature of, I get comfortable sometimes. That's funny. From a person who moved around a lot as a child mm-hmm. to stay at a place for seven years seven at a years. job. Now, w- were you in different positions? Yes. The, okay. I, at Greater Media, I was the damn jack of all trades. Um, I produced morning radio over there. I've board opt. I've done commercial production there. I've worked in the traffic department. I worked crew. Um, I've worked receptionist. I basically pieced together a full-time check. Really? Mm-hmm. And they let you do that? Yes. Well, I guess it's like, if you're willing to do it. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that was the good thing about it by always being around people. It's a way for people to get to know you. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody, people would be like, oh, who is that girl? I see her around all the time. Oh, she's out doing this. I always had a pleasant personality. So if you're pleasant, and that's in anything in life, people will naturally gravitate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say greater media was kind of like my med school. I want to say in this business, I've learned a lot mm-hmm. that greater media, or not even med school. That was college for me. Okay. It taught me everything. Cause quite honestly, I mean, yeah, I learned some stuff in college, but in this business, it's so hands-on and so technical. You're never really going to learn it until you're in, in touching it and messing with the equipment. Yeah. Um, and then how did your time at greater media come to an end? My time at Greater Media came to an end. Another coworker um, that I had there, Jenny Wildman, mm-hmm. um, she she was like, "Hey, Toy." She was like, "We have a position open here, national sales assistant." And I was like, uh, "I really, I had done. Oh, I forgot. I had that was one of my other mini jobs at Greater Media. I was a salesperson for a bit. Okay, um, I was <laughs> like, oh, I did sales for a little bit. Not really feeling that. I'm good. I passed. Like, I'm good. And at that same time, though, I had been for a couple of years trying to get over here at iHeart. Okay, like I had, I knew I wanted to do production, so I kept applying like for board op because I knew it. For most places, they don't hire for a producer. So I'm like, all right, your board op or engineer is your way in. That make, okay. So I was, but they. That's a, that's an industry friend's tip. Yes, industry friend's tip. Get in. You ain't going to be through the front door all the time. If you got to climb through the damn window, just get in. So um, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do sales. Like, all right, done. And she was like, all right, are you sure? I hung up the phone and something like instinctively was like, are you stupid? <laughs> like, <laughs> What are you doing? Like you, you've been at this company for God knows how long now, people. And at like like past two years, everybody kept saying we want to do this with you. Oh, we got a show. We want you to produce. It's an idea, but nothing ever panned out. Okay. So the pad. That's why I said I probably stood there about two, three years too long. Okay. Um. So I was like, I had that epiphany, like, girl, and I called Jenny back, and I was like. All right, where's the link? I'm going to apply for it and applied for the job um, and got it. It's so funny because I'll never forget the day that I interviewed. And again, I was a bit older when I got the job. At this point, I was like 30. And 30s I'm, old these days? Well, it's older. Most people, this, I mean, 
if this is an entry level job, you don't need a, a full on degree to do what I do. I'm just being honest. They would like you to have one, but you don't need it. Okay. So usually people at 30, you're already in the groove of what you're doing in your career and you're killing it financially. You taking trips around the world and shit like that. That's at least th- a lot of my friends I was were. Say, that's what you think? That's what we're doing <laughs> <No>. at 30? <laughs> like a lot of my friends were. So, but I'll never forget I came in and um, I had already known a few people here. Jeff Moore, Jenny Wildman, Karen Kelly. Um, from Greater Media? From Greater Media. Okay. I knew all these people from Greater Media. So I'm sitting there for my interview, and I just had this like sense of, I'm going to kill this shit. But that's just me anyway. I feel like any task I'm given, I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. So I'll never forget with this, it was this little young girl. You could tell she was like fresh out of college and excited. And I just looked at her. I was like, honey, you don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this job is mine. That's cute, though, that you showed up. But this is my job. <laughs> and you got it. I got it. Now, LaToya has been here for... Three years now. She's been at iHeartMedia for three years. In that three years' time, she went from doing her regular Mm nine-to-five sales assistant job to also, and you guys might have seen her, she started interning, what you call it, interning? I guess so, yeah, the unofficial intern. She became Patty Jackson's unofficial intern and has turned that into... Like legit, like a career of its own. Mm-hmm. Like people will look, will see you if they go on the WDAS Facebook page. You're all, you're always on the page. You're always doing the lives. Mm-hmm. You're always at the deal, taking people seat in the front row. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like anytime you see Patty Jackson, you see Latoya, and she is legit like working. I mean, from socials to pictures to setting up interviews to doing interviews. Mm-hmm. Like you legit do it all. Mm-hmm. How was that experience for you? The experience, it's been amazing. Um, It's so funny because hearing you talk about it, it's hard looking at yourself from your own perspective. Um, A lot of times when you do stuff, you be like, damn, I did more shit than I I forgot about more shit than I've done. (laughs) Um, But it's been amazing. I have been like so grateful to come in this business and to have a legend like Patty Jackson just kind of take me under her wing and see something in me. Now we did kind of have a mutual um, connection. Mm -hmm. She knew my dad in the past, but I've never, I'm, I don't believe in, I try to stay away from, I don't want to say nepotism, but I want to, to with, I want my achievements to come based off my own accord. Like carve your own path. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not a name dropper. My dad, he's a security. Well, he's a bodyguard, mm-hmm. but he has so many connections with so many people in this business. Him and Patty Jackson had a working relationship. So once I had already got the Patty job. Patty Jackson had a bodyguard? No, she didn't. <laughs> but when she would work events, my dad would be the one okay. a lot of times doing security and stuff like that. So um, when I actually landed the job, my dad saw her at a Dune Day festival. So he po- he was like, hey, come here. Mm-hmm. So Patty went over to him like, well, what did I do? <laughs> so he was like, oh, my baby girl, she's coming to iHeart. Like, okay. when you see her, like, take care of her. And Patty was like, okay, I will. But when I met Patty, so I had already met her once prior mm-hmm. to that. But then after my dad was like, take care of my girl, that's when she was like, okay. And then we just naturally clicked. Okay. 
Because just because you know somebody that knows somebody doesn't mean that sure. that For energy sure. is going That's to be why, there. When you said the nepotism thing, I'm like, you know what? Like, I get where you're coming from, but a lot of times you really do have to make those connections yourself. Because there's plenty of people that personally I know, and they're like, you know, this is my friend. You know, help my friend up. And I'm like, I don't like your friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't. I fuck with you, not your friend. Yeah, so we're I'm not going to do that. Now, at this part of the show, um, I like to call What's Next? So I see, again, I see all the stuff you're doing with Patty, Patty Jackson. You host your own podcast. Uh, you got McDonald's money. Again, you can search for it on SoundCloud. You're on Patty Jackson's podcast, which is Patty and the Millennials. You can find it wherever you stream your podcast. You also um, still do every, you know, the, the Facebook lives with her. You still do the photos. You still do the socials. So, like, what's next for you? Oh, do we ever really know? <laughs> I would love to say I'm the king of the world or the queen of the world. But um, what I would like to be next for me, world domination of Latoya Charleston Enterprises, basically. Okay. Um, a media maven. Now, like, what are your steps in, like, me? Like, what do you want to, like, do you want to do TV? Do you want to do radio? Um, more so podcasting? Fun. And in college, I... Like in college, I thought I was going to be on TV. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be a news anchor. I produced um, for Temple uh, Temple Update, um, was great at anchor. Like I thought I was going to anchor. I was good at it. Audition, mm-hmm. they gave it to me. But I was like, oh, I really kind of like the producing side. It was something about creating something and putting it out there. And like, oh, that was my work. <laughs> um, but what I learned was TV is so straight laced especially mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. it's very straight laced and with this potty mouth and just the freedom that i like to be i just i gravitated naturally to radio okay. more um but then this time that i've been here and being on podcast eventually creating my own you got mcdonald's money growing up black on soundcloud um, <laughs> I have fallen in love with it. Okay. I really I mean, have. you know, it's emerging. Like a yes. lot of people are really getting behind it. And so that does make sense. Yes. iHeartMedia literally just had a podcast award. Mm-hmm. Show, exactly. So. so for me, it's the freedom of podcasting. So when I came in this door, I was like, I want to be an on-air personality. Mm-hmm. But I, it's very, there's not as much freedom. And being an on-air personality. So it seems like very cool, like, woo, but... At the end of the day, you can only be yourself but so much. Okay. I always told my cousin, my cousin asked me a few months ago, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to get paid a shitload of money to be exactly who I am. Hmm. That's what I want to do. Okay. And I feel like the, the vehicle of podcasting allows that possibility to happen. Okay. Now, the final part of the show, <laughs> I legit feel like we live in this world of just like a blank puzzle piece. You know what I mean? I feel like we all have like our actual piece to stick onto this blank canvas and we like make a, an overall puzzle together. So if you were to to write something on your puzzle piece to get like a message to give to someone, what's the message that you would put on that puzzle piece? Like what's your mantra? What do you live by? Walk your own path. Okay. Walk your own path. Walk your own path because you will have telling people along the way, people you can't, you can't do that. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Oh, that's never going to happen to you, for you. Till this day, when I got the day in this door, people were asking me, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to be on air. Well, I don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> what you take the sales job for? <laughs> <laughs> Those same people are annoyed when I take my black ass down to the studio <laughs> and I'm cutting commercials <laughs> on Patty and the Millennials. 
do her live, my own podcast. It's funny you say that because I actually know people who are like, I like my friends, I have friends that have met you mm-hmm. and they're like, I heard your co-worker's voice on the radio today. And I'm like, low-key like, did you hear mine? <laughs> <laughs> I did a spot too. <laughs> yes. Like, it's so funny because when that would happen, now I cut, I used to cut commercials all the time when I was at Greater Media, mm-hmm. but that's not my demographic yeah. uh-huh. of my friends and family. So they would never, they were rare. Every now and again, I would hear somebody be like, did I hear you cut up on a Panera commercial? And I'll be like, oh, you did. But now people inbox me. Did I hear you on Value Kia? Did I hear you do Deets and Watson? I heard you on this. So it's very, it makes me kind of laugh and smile every, like all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I am, I'm achieving something. Yep. But I try not to fall for my own hype because again, I'm still trying to get somewhere. Okay. That's another thing. Don't believe your own hype. Don't believe your own I liked it. Yeah, don't believe there, your own I, I think I fall victim to that so much, and I'm glad you said that because obviously so many other people do too. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a really <laughs> fun edition of Industry Friends. Um, I had Oprah with the potty mouth. This is the <laughs> very first episode that I've done that I have to put an E next to it for explicit language, but yes! it's okay, though. You, you've broken a barrel. You've made a, you, you're an Industry Friends legend at this point. Listen, <laughs> people who curse are more honest. It's science. Yeah, that's it's what been they say. proven. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Industry Friends. Tune in next week with another edition. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry, Industry Friends. friends.